0: Brownie, we've been doing this show for four years Mm. and not since we dumped Brian Lake... And I was as excited as I could have been to have Richo in there. Have I been this g'd up well, for he a show?
1: Dump Brian Lake. He, he just, just never came never back never from up again. <laughs> go, well, we had him, but then he went to Japan. He never came back.
0: Well, this is a big show because we are joined by someone from the top echelons of Melbourne media. Mm. Someone that has been on uh, TV since you were a tip rat running around Bendigo throwing VB stubbies at cop cars. Mm.
2: Tony Jones. Ah, thanks very much. Uh, nice to
1: be here. <laughs> what well, intro. I was waiting for Eddie to walk in. I was what I mean. an intro that was! <laughs> yeah, I know. This you is Hummer. You gonna... this is Hummer, by the
2: way. Yeah, I know. I've met Hummer before four times, and you've introduced yourself four times. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I know who Hummer is, but I don't, I don't uh, seek to assume that he would know. <laughs> who ah,
3: so T.J., do you realise that Hummer and his uh, uni mates, you mm-hmm. were. You were like an idol to them at uni, doing their media degree. You
0: were because I did a a uni degree, which was not just journalism but sport journalism at La Trobe, Mm. and you were sort of the
3: poster boy up there.
0: Because yeah, because journalists back when you're learning, you know, because we weren't AFL stars, we didn't, we couldn't just get our a free ride into the media like these two gentlemen. I'm with you on this. Um, So you know, we would hold would hold the journalists that sort of worked their way up in in very high regard. So you were a you were a.
2: Not to say God, but you were just kidding no. I go with irate. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, that's nice to know. Were you sure I wasn't the what not to do? And no, then you had no, sort absolutely. of like Stephen Waterman or something. We, we'd,
0: have, we'd have you in our uh, lectures. Not that I went to many, mm. um, but those that I did, there was often little clips of you in there and, and whatnot. And um, mm. yeah, there was a few because journalism uh, students they're a weird they're a weird bunch. Uh, and there was some that were trying to emulate you. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Private
3: well,
2: school go. That's education. A nice yeah, has a private school education. I was on uh, a scholarship. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Where is the La Trobe Uni? Three. No, to, uh, I went to Scotch College. I go to La Trobe North Uni. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, on markets on a Sunday morning. <laughs> but uh, no, they have a really good market there, but I can't go, obviously, during the footy oh, season. Oh, of course, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, good markets. Yeah, mm.
1: Speaking good. of uni, you didn't go to uni, though. You didn't do a journalism degree. It was just no. a natural progression for you out of high school.
2: No, I didn't even do a cadetship. Right. I started at 3&E in Wangaratta. Uh, having been knocked back from a number of other country stations, two uh, BE Bega, two XL uh five RM Renmark. Uh, well, not that I hold a grudge or anything, but Renmark. Uh, yeah, in South Australia. What was your
3: yeah. first TV station was it a country, or oh, you straight to nine? Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah. from three N Wangaratta for nine months. To three RW for twelve months, and then nine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and never left. Sorry. There. Have you ever left nine, and then you know something like quarter
0: like, main left for a little bit to ten, and then went back? Have you ever done that? Or no. Nah. No, no. Did he leave? Did he?
2: Yeah, I did think he, he left 10 for a little while. I think, I think 10 might have left him for a little bit. Um, Geez, <laughs> yeah. no, you get I a never... big redundancy then if that day came. Yeah, well, can you not say redundancy? <laughs> you know, I like retirement, is a better, or superannuation, or something like that. But anyway, I've just, just got to edge to 60. And once I hit 60, I reckon, you know, what happens after that yeah. sort of, it's okay. That's a
3: good career if you get to 60, isn't it? Yeah, at the one
2: yeah. place. Yeah. I mean, I've still got the same phone number, my desk phone, yeah. that I had when I started. Wow. But yeah. there's a nine, there's in, a nine front in front of it. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Would you take Hitch's job if he ever retired? Uh, you're running a book on that? Uh, once he announces his retirement, we
2: will. Mm. We, we can only do markets do you, at 12 do you months you want the job when Hitch Well, gone, um, look, I mean, it's been a 35-year apprenticeship, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> but look, I, I'll, just, a, yeah, I'll, I'll just do anything that's asked of me, <laughs> right, all right? right? But, you know, the, the longer it goes on, <laughs> you know, the more chance I've got of retiring before yeah. he does. You're happy doing sport, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm happy working with Hitch. Yeah, mm. right. And uh, it, I, I wish, I wish we could put the cameras on in the studio during the ad breaks yeah. because we have an absolute ball. Is he as nice as he appears to be, Hitch? No, he's actually <laughs> no nicer. Nicer. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Um, no, he, he he's just a, appears
3: to be just a beautiful man.
2: Oh, it? mate, he's unbelievable. I've said yeah. to him on a number of times. I said, please just call somebody, a, you know. Anyway, and he goes, oh no, no, no. But uh, he, he he's one of these people. That won't find fault in anyone. Yeah. And if he does, then that person's really overstepped the mark. Yeah.
1: Who's your main competition when it comes to getting the main gig? I, I don't think about it like that, Nathan. Stanners?
0: I don't think about it. He got the, uh, the, he got the, the gig when, the short term gig when
2: he fell ill. Yeah. Well, were you was... upset that you went there? No, not in the slightest. I was on <laughs> leave at the time. Oh. You put him up to this, have no. you? No. <laughs> no, I was, I was on leave at the time and my wife and I were walking the dog along the beach and um, the next thing my phone went into meltdown. Uh, oh. And then I was obviously I was more concerned about Hitch than yeah. I was Clint jumping the queue. But um- <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into your life a little bit later in your career, but uh, we're going to talk
1: some footy first, huh? Yes, Richo, a topic very close to your heart. Yes,
0: you just have to say probably got little bit more ammunition in it this week because Essendon played Hawthorne down there. Now Hawthorne, Tassie has always been Hawthorne's home ground. They've they've been down there for for the last 12 years Mm. playing four games a year. The crowd was out, the Hawthorne fans were easily
3: outnumbered. But this showed why Tasmania should have a team. They've been disrespected for too long and with all due respect to North Melbourne and the Giants playing in Hobart the day before. Mm. There's just not a lot of North Melbourne or Giants supporters in Tassie but you put on a genuine showcase TJ like Hawthorne and Essendon and they will turn up. They could have sold it out twice. Right at UTAS Stadium. And the atmosphere there was electric. The Essendon guys said it felt like a home game for mm. them because there were so many fans there. But what it showed me is that the passion for AFL footy in Tassie is strong. And I think, TJ, they should have their own team.
2: I'm with you. and We seem to be one out on this. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are just saying it's not practical and all the rest of it. Well, they should have actually had a team before Gold Coast. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And the first thing people will say is, oh, you're not going to get the corporate money. Well, you don't need to actually have your corporate backer mm. based in the same town that you are no, at the moment. Exactly. Uh, the only thing uh, I worry about and, and yeah. answer me this, is that the Hobart-Launceston rivalry is akin to Melbourne and Sydney, isn't it? It is not it yeah. Okay, so where do you base the team? Well, Would I think- the town that misses out... There'd be backlash. Oh, I think you would have your training base in Hobart as the, the
3: biggest um, city in Tasmania. But I think you would then play, what well, you have your 11 home games. You'd probably play six in Hobart. Right. and So you'd both. In, I think you play home games in both. Is it that big of a
1: rivalry down there, the north and the south?
3: Um, it is. But I think on the weekend, Alastair Lynch flew into Hobart and drove up to Launceston to cover the game yeah. for Fox footy. And he said, you know, every second car on the way up to, to Launceston had an Essendon flag hangout. So they will travel. If you put on a good show question
1: to both of you david king during the week said that they should take the license away from the gold coast suns give it to tasmania yeah. and not uh, uh merge the two sides but get rid of gold coast So start up a whole new yeah. so sales. there's only 18 sides still yeah
3: look i think it's a bit it's probably a bit quick to get rid of the gold coast They put too much work in so i think if it i think it would have to be a 19th team.
0: what happens to the supporters though because you know that they're, they're clearly footy mad down there you would suspect they all support an AFL side. They already do. Will they yeah. then when a, when a Casey side comes in, do they? Does the, I think that they'll side still. Their first I think side
3: they'll or, still support Essendon or Richmond or Carlton. But I think over time they'll, they'll
2: definitely start. You know, the new fans coming through will support the new. Certainly, team. with like school kids and the like. I yeah. mean, it's a generational thing. Yeah. But I wouldn't have an issue with Gold Coast being uprooted. Mm. I mean, you, you, how much money can you? I mean, Brisbane would still be a basket case had it not been for the, the takeover. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty like. million being poured in the Gold Coast. So, far. so you, at, at some point, especially, would in you this, pull
1: the pin now then and go to Tassie?
2: Absolutely, I would. Right. Absolutely, I would. Rich- but, Richo
1: did hit the big stories around Tasmania. So when uh, they were talking about the game and whether they should have teams in Tasmania, this is what our man came up with have a look at this. Do you get more sunburn in Tasmania than anywhere in the world? I'm saying yes. You're just hitting the big stories, big fella, aren't you? Do you want a
3: little bit of context around this, Nathan? (laughs) Yes, I'd love some. Well, the the sun was out in Tassie, and you could see on the outer wing that the sun was in everyone's eyes, and we were talking about it on the call with uh, Matty Granlin on the weekend, and he said, geez, it's pretty sunny down there. I said, yeah, and you've got to be very careful, TJ, because you will get sunburnt quicker in Tasmania than anywhere else in the world, and I stand by this.
1: So you're standing in the Sahara Desert. It's 48 degrees, it's not a no sun. You Nathan, are in it's, Tassie it's, when it's 10 degrees on the weekend and you're getting more sunburned. It's not
3: about the temperature. It's about the UV rays that get through. Right. and There's a hole in the ozone layer. Just, Just Tassie. above Tassie. No. Just, but but <laughs> no. this was all on air, was it? Yeah, this is. on air. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> right. That's good for Triple M, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Maybe, maybe that's why people don't
2: rate me as a commentator, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the sort of junk i will come <laughs> up with. I liked it though. No. I was more worried about the grammar. Is it sunburnt or sunburn? I'm not oh, even going. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: Joel Selwood back in the news this week. I'm saying I said the brownie off air that this is destroying his legacy. As a, you are a off, shit, as, as a legend of a player. You are an idiot. He's a how grub. could have destroyed he's a, his legacy? He's a grub, though. He's oh, not a grub.
3: Geez. He is not a grub. How many Take time, that back. How many times has he been involved in it? It was, it was clumsy time. on the weekend, oh, but you clumsy? cannot... You can't call it clumsy. You cannot possibly say that that's tarnishing his legacy as a player. Yep. Because really how many incidents has he, has he had? I, admit, it, this. I, I mean, admit he's got he a can't not,
1: call He clumsy. can't be doing that.
3: accidentally fall into his but face. But he, he, he's been fined and found guilty, and you move on. He, it's not like he does it every
1: week, Hummer. So, TJ, you would have lived through the period of Lee Matthews and, and yes. Neville Bruns. So yes. did yes. that tarnish his legacy for a certain point? Because he's still well, regarded as the
2: game's greatest no, player. No, because I'd put Joel Selwood in the same basket, in that Lee Matthews <laughs> gave as good as he got. And I think you would say that Joel yep. Selwood cops a bit, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, so the, the Lee Matthews thing, look, that, that's, that's... That's a bit different. That's though. very different. I mean, that, that, that actually a- ended in civil action yeah. Uh, yeah. where he was... Um, uh, I forget the actual charge, but that ended in civil action, which I think was overturned in the end. Was but- it an assault charge, wasn't it? Uh, It was – I I forget the actual wording of it, so I don't want to speculate. Um, But, yeah, certainly. In fact, one of the funny stories, uh, reading his book, which was written by Mike Sheehan, was he was on his way to Waverley uh, just after that ban had expired. There was a game there, and he got pulled over by the cops and wound down the window, and the cops said – You've been on enough strife, mate. On your back. <laughs> <way. laughs> I tell you what, it's
3: not affecting his man, legacy, no. though. That's a silly comment. I think the one point we will make here is if it was Toby Green, I reckon it would have been reported oh. a bit differently. At,
0: without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Hey, A news story came across my desk this week. There was a. Well, I sent it to you. There was an athlete of some description. I forget I'm more surprised what, you've got a desk. What event? Yes, <laughs> got a desk. a desk. I do have a desk. Here we go. She's a runner of some description. Uh, Shelby Hoolahan. Now, she tested positive for steroids. Yes. She has blamed a burrito.
3: Um, chicken <laughs> a had a lot of protein a burrito for her positive test, which a beef burrito. this has been used before the the cyclist it Contador. all yeah, Contador, he had a
0: steak apparently. Yeah. have you but it it brings me the question. You guys would have you had training sessions, yep. recoveries after training, you've had to be there early, you've missed flights. What are some of the best excuses
3: you guys have seen? In the your best time? one I've heard was a guy called Jason Baldwin that played at Fitzroy. Yeah. I remember yeah. Baldwin? Yep. He, came, he then came and played at Richmond. He told us a story once that Fitzroy were playing a game interstate and they had an early flight in the morning. He had his alarm set for 6am to go into state, and he's woken up and it's like 8.30 in the morning, he's missed the plane, he's got missed calls from the club, where are you, you've missed the flight and he's, you know, he said, look, my alarm just didn't go off and they said, oh yeah, of course it didn't, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he found out a few days later that a couple of his teammates, Ash Matthews was his name, went round to his house during the night, the guys that were playing twos, oh, no. broke into his house, <laughs> turned off his power <laughs> and left. <laughs> Very so, elaborate prank. Yeah. So that was one of the funny ones I've heard.
1: I remember <laughs> I
2: <can't be>. uh <laughs> no. I remember I think it was the bicentennial carnival in nineteen eighty eight in Adelaide yeah, where I mean, everyone yeah, played. Remember that's that? Right, yeah. Uh, it was huge. And I'm not entirely sure why they don't do that every four years, yeah, but that that's good. A conversation for another day. And Dermot Burton was uh, late. He arrived much later than the team. And there's this famous footage. Uh, I can get it for you if you want to write it next week, of uh, him rolling up in a taxi to the Hilton Hotel, which I think was the only hotel in Adelaide at the time, and there was Teddy... Teddy Witten standing out the front. Why Ted had already work? said that oh. the cameras get earlier and have a look at this. And <laughs> Teddy's just standing there, the chest out, and rolling the thumb in between the belt and his guts, and you know, just demanding of Dermot, you know, what happened, where were you? And Dermot was absolutely quivering. And anyway, he uh, he had a crack at Teddy inside yeah. later. He said, I don't, I don't care if you do that, but don't do that in front of all the cameras and <laughs> everyone. It was full on, out on the footpath. <laughs> we'll get that How footage for, for next week. Dermot did, yeah. He was Dermot's notoriously late, though, isn't he? It's, it's just something he does. I'm not big on late, but Eddie Maguire is the worst of ever. Is he? With, uh, right. he's not punctual at all. Really? Yeah. yeah. The I young kid, that. Dean Putt, that played for Richmond. That's right. Dean and Puck. he turned up about two hours
1: late one day, and he blamed the fact that his girlfriend's dog got out, so he had to go down and chase the dog. He reckons he'd done like a 5K time trial, so <laughs> he, he claimed it as training. Dean Putt. He played he, too many games, he, Dean, He oh, had the he, Southern Cross tattooed on his back, Dean Putt. <laughs>
0: Richo, we've spoken at length about the season you spent on the sidelines. Yes. You, you did your ACL in Sydney
3: in ninety and right, 1995. And so you spent the the year, you had some time on your hands. Well, I just signed up with um, Ricky Nixon. Ricky mm. was about that Club time, CJ Club
1: 10. and Ooh. It seemed like you just employed Michael Dodge as your personal photographer. <laughs> Correct, because... <laughs> so I did some dubious <laughs> things, Some very JJ. dubious things. And I'm starting
0: to think that perhaps
1: somewhere lurking
0: there might be something a little bit more sinister. I, it, really? I'm just going to ask you on the record. Did you ever ever do any sort of adult entertainment photos during this season. Yeah. Oh. oh, Where's this going? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> asking. Oh, the fact that you're thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> is a well,
3: <laughs> no, well, I'll tell you, TJ, some of these photos are that embarrassing. You'll have a look in a minute. I've actually got no memory of doing them. They're that bad so mm. perhaps I did. Yeah, yeah, let's bur- just
0: you had have a
2: burrito beforehand or yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's just have a, a look at the <laughs> latest batch that come <laughs> through. You know, now this, for those who are just listening, we'll make sure we've put what this, are, this on our teammates are thinking about this.
2: What <laughs> do you
1: reckon Wayne <laughs> Campbell and Benny Gale and Butchie Gale and uh, Chris Bond are sitting there so, going, what about this young fella? You Where Jack is he Dyer? at what do you at the reckon moment? reckon Jack Dyer would have thought? Oh, so is
0: Richard holding a
3: So you know how Michael Dodge, the photographer, sold that one like to me. At the time, it was there was a bit of talk around that I wasn't getting used enough in the forward line, that mm. my teammates weren't hitting me on the chest. So that target was for my teammates to <laughs> hit me on the chest. So what's that,
0: a, and you what's agreed on? to that. I did it, the gag- soul patch and then the lazy right eye?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look sexy, Hummer.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, no, <it's laughs> the, thinker, the thinker. The thinker. I remember this one. This is Richo without his shirt on in some footy shorts. And what's it's a famous pose. It's a famous, like, Greek the
3: thinker, yeah. Yeah.
0: Some statue. And so Richo's trying to imitate that. Now this, this is the one that made me just think perhaps you started going down a dark path. You're a bit bored, Footballs weren't oh, paid too no. much. And now we've got one of Richo with the biggest fork of spaghetti you'll ever see. And
3: what what I don't know what that was. What's all the about. bald mean? Well, I think I was starting to go bald there, judging by
2: that little patch on the head there. <laughs> Maybe it was actually a story about Jason Baldwin and they have just I, cut him out. Oh, uh,
3: look at
0: that.
2: And finally, just... What
3: what, what what are you eating that? there? That was actually... That it was, was the paparazzi. No, actually, my girlfriend got...
1: We got pap. You got papped, <laughs> pap, did you? <laughs> was about Come 100
3: on. metres from my height. And me and Jen, our friend Cameron McGlinchey used to live in um, Elwood, who's married to Natalie Bassingway, right? Mm. And we think... The Paps were there to try and find her, right? Yeah. And it's... she wasn't there, so I was just walking down the street. So
1: you got paps.
2: I got you got pap- pap- I'm more pap- concerned left that the out. cap in that photo. What, is that like a Warner Brothers cap? No, that's, that's Eddie going that's wrong an or something. Eddie Better hat. Teacher. Oh, I <laughs> would that. Out. <laughs> there it is. Look at that EV. Eddie Better.
0: <laughs> hey, before we dive into what's grinding Richo's gears this week, we're going to do to visit our favourite favourite league around the country. It's the North West Football Association down in Tassie, close to where Richo grew up. Now, last week, we saw that East Olverston finally had a win. They won 41-24, 270. They had just they, they were absolutely flying. Well, look, about, look at the turnaround. This week, they were up against Mott and Preston. So despite winning by 240 they've last week, they've turnaround. lost by 208 points this week, 33-22, 214. But I want to bring your attention to the big, the classic Roseby, cellar dwellers. Rose Rosebury-Turak yeah. have kicked six goals. They were played West Olverston, 10-13-73, but they managed 6-5-41. TJ
3: Rosebury, Turak, their percentage before this game was 0.58. Dude. So this is how well we're going on this show, TJ. We actually offered our services, myself and Nathan and Hummer, to go down Rise there and it. play for them. We haven't, heard, them. We haven't heard anything <laughs> we haven't from heard them.
0: From we haven't heard a thing. thing. I messaged them on the Sportsman Instagram account as well with the blue tick and they still didn't get back to oh, me. Well. Are,
2: are you able to put that board back up again? Because the, the thing there that really struck me was that East Olverston kicked only one goal. They actually kicked only one goal more than fourth who had the bye. <laughs> Fourth are actually on top of the ladder They're flying I know Yeah So hey, we're, um, we're still
3: waiting to hear from Rosemary Torak So we'd love to go down home Yeah Wouldn't we Hey, Richard. Rejo- the Redhead team of the century Oh, did I? Yeah, we've got to get that up Oh, yeah, let's get that up So I did get have had that. plenty of feedback on this
0: um, here we go So we started with the back line last week Dustin Fletcher, Tim McGrath, Nick of Luston, Guy McKenna, Justin Leppich, and Ben Hart Now we put up this on
3: our socials Thousands of yeah. responses, Richo But we've settled on the centre line Now we, we, we're going to put Michael Voss in the centre yep. no, no? Mm. Yep. Keith Gregg's got to be on a wing Brownlow yes. medalist, TJ yep. Did, he uh, hey? Did he win two? Hey, win two yeah. Yeah. Keith Gregg, two Brownlow medals And One. I reckon Jason Nagamanis played a fair bit of played footy Played a fair on bit the on the wing That's so That's a good centre line we're we counting him as a redhead? He's definitely I know he's a redhead. He isn't redhead, but he never I guess no, he's definitely no, a ginger. Couldn't yeah. get Joe Massidi in. I don't was Joe really a redhead?
0: Joe's good. Yeah. Brown don't you remember him? so Joe Massedi, he was easily the most nominated on our socials because when AFL Live 2004 came <laughs> that's true. <right>, Joe Massidi <laughs> was this giant big
3: fat redhead. He didn't have red hair, <laughs> Joey. I reckon you're a bit harsh on him there. Alright, what's grinding your gears with Joe? And it's doing my well, this has done my head in for years, right? For years and years when there's, you know, a lot of footy stories, a lot of journos around, and when they they go on air and they, they talk and they're talking about players' contracts or mm-hmm. things that might have happened at a footy club, they always talk about the sources that they have, but they never mm-hmm. reveal mm-hmm. their sources. Yeah. And it's, it's annoyed me a lot over the years, TJ. So I thought having you on today as a, a journalist of the highest integrity, Why can't you ever reveal your sources? It makes me think you can just make stuff up.
2: Well, I suppose I can understand that because uh, there would be maybe some journos around the world that do that. Right. Just sort of say sources have told. And then they can just make it up. Well. Do you think that happens? Well, it may do. It may do. There might be some journalists out there that, uh, you know, haven't sort of uh, learned the way that uh, Richard would have learned it in La Trobe Uni, for example. But um, I, I think it's all about a matter of trust yeah, and that's yeah. why when sources tell people yeah. certain stories like within the afl i mean it would leak like a sieve sometimes yeah, yeah. well you're always going to protect your source right. now if you were to actually if i was to uh, you know in your playing days tell i would run with the story about sources have said that richmond's about to offload matthew richardson yeah, yeah. um well, if push came to shove and you took great umbrage to that and wanted yeah, to fight yeah. it legally and it went to court. You would have to reveal your source? Well, you wouldn't have to, but I'd. Right. Go would to you jail. go to jail to protect the source? Well, depending on who the source was, if right. it was dispensable. Um, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'd, throw, I'd throw a source under the bus before I went to the big house, I can tell you that. <laughs> so you would never reveal your sources, is that what you're saying? Well, you can't. It's right. just one of those. You would have been taught that, surely. Yeah. Uh, it's just one All of right. those things. You, you, you never, ever, ever reveal oh, your well, sources. D- That's my heading because I reckon they make it up sometimes. Well, Oh, but no, th- th- I, I, I think that would be very,
3: very few and far between. Righto. All right. <coughs> oh. Well, I just want to throw to a clip here of our mate here, Nathan, on three wide no cover, and I, I told him some important information about surrounding jockeys oh, no. and the Royal Melbourne. Golf off play. the record as well. Off the record. Off the off the
1: record and
2: a source. No, no, no. So uh,
1: we'll go to three it's wide t- no cover across my desk, and I just want to ask you about it. It's a rumor, so I need you to say whether it's true, or whether it's not. It came from a very good source of mine, and look. This would be good, this. This, go. is, this would be real good. I've heard that there's a jockey ban at the Royal Australian Golf Club. Now, is this true? Can you confirm that jockeys are banned from playing golf at the R- Royal Australian Golf Club? Well, for one, I don't play there. Mm. <laughs> well, this is just what I heard. It's a rumour. So I, I come to you as a source, former jockey. I just <laughs> need to know the answer. Is it a yes or is it a no? You'd all this stuff, wouldn't you? And two, uh, I'm sorry, Nathan, but i I've got no idea what you're talking about. Uh, right, it's just a rumour that came across that jockeys a banned from the Royal Melbourne joc- uh, Golf Club. That rumour would only come from Ed. somebody who's not vertically challenged and had a little fella or a little. Uh, it came for <laughs> oh, okay, for Richard. Okay, put him straight in.
3: So, Nathan. Rowney? So
1: in my defence, you never told me that. You uh, said, I want you to, You've got this information, use it on three wide note cover with SD. You didn't say that. Don't not say I, my
3: name. I, I thought that you were a trusted uh, colleague of mine. He wasn't you even just, trying to extract the, the source he, either. He still <laughs> just threw him up. TJ, I know, I wouldn't have even <laughs> need to go to court. He just says, there's the name. And TJ, when you got a big story like Nathan had there, you've yeah. got to get the story right. It was Royal Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Right. Royal Australian. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Royal <laughs> course Australian? Course course it's called
1: the Australian I completely city.
2: butchered that. Yeah, it was in my finest moment. Yeah. I- well, so the thing there is, you've got no second chances now. Nobody will ever give you no. information. I've hey, never given you anything You're
1: cast. No, they do. They do. No,
2: what? What sort of information would they
1: Lots give? Lots of information I've got. All right.
0: No. Hey, it's been a busy week in the Nuffy Jar. Oh, it has. CJ, we keep our eyes on transfixed on social media over the week, trying to find some prominent media celebrities or media personalities who might infract during the week. Most of the time, we don't have to leave the room. Let's start with a good friend, uh, a good friend of ours, Roco of Rowan course. Uh, He can get very fired up on Twitter. Have a look at this. So someone he put out a tweet that perhaps we should not just be calling him CJ anymore. Yeah, and he thinks it's
3: he thinks it's appropriate that he's called it by his surname, which is Jath. So someone people, called- People say CJ because they probably don't want to get the pronunciation of Jath wrong. Yeah. So- but I mean, but the idea, of I mean- Anyway,
0: we won't dive into it, but Pete ALP bomber with an emoji of an Australian flag, a rat, and an emoji with a mask on his face goes, you've been drinking big fella, like who give a, and then stars, he hasn't sweared, <laughs> to which Roko has just very quickly fired up, I don't drink, F off.
3: He's been accused of drinking before, Rowan, and he, he always comes back and says he doesn't drink. That so. is great. Is that Twitter? That's, That's Twitter. on Twitter there. I might get back
2: on it. He's, un- you- he's unhinged at times. Yeah, uh, do you follow him?
0: Uh, I I did used to, but as I just tried to bring up that tweet, I found out I've been blocked. You've been, by been blocked by Roko.
2: What have you what done? You to I Because I like Rocco. Yeah. So yeah, you I, told I, I me that. I don't
0: think I would have ever. Have seen Have you
2: engaged anything? with him at any stage or? No. Maybe you were drinking <laughs> one night and you don't remember. <laughs> you're well, not. I, I do drink. You're not. Pete ALP, uh, sure. He's had a bit of a falling
1: out with Gary Lowen along the way too. At one point, no, I've had have a you? falling out? Yeah, with a well, couple. I tell you, that's uh, that's
2: that's a big move because he he fights. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, fights. He knew, well, he nearly got me sacked. So <laughs> um, no, what? Oh, I love this. What happened? Uh, I don't want to dig too
0: deep into it, but I tweeted that perhaps his commentary around a Hawthorne game wasn't up to standard. <laughs>
2: Why would you even do that?
0: Well, because I. But do I, you drink? I used to be. Yes.
3: I, I was drinking at the time. Yes. This is a um, man, TJ, who reckons he has a shot of whiskey every morning when he wakes up.
1: Every I morning do, on his bedside every table. Every morning.
3: Every morning, just to
0: just warm rubbish. What? Like
1: Mike Willis. <laughs>
2: but,
0: <laughs> I. I always on SM, I was on SCM with Gary Lyon. I had oh, been for four years, and um, not anymore. yeah, he got me kicked off and I nearly fired after that <laughs> oh. So that
2: went. <laughs> well. He's not
0: allowed <laughs> on Triple M either. No, I got banned from there too. <laughs> and I was your poster boy at <laughs> Mate,
1: Leave me out of it, all right?
0: Now Richard, last yes. week you said you were deleting Twitter. You didn't? I did say that. And yes. look what's happened. <laughs> what have I done now? Oh. So Jared, oh, follow will. Well, if you could pick five songs that we had to play at a concert you came to, what would they be? And of course, you can't let anything go. So you've jumped on <laughs> Molly's Chambers, The Bucket, Four Kicks, Arizona, and Cold Desert. And one of our followers has very nicely pointed out
2: you're too old for Twitter. That's show. a fair point. Huh. Is yeah, that sir, di- sorry? Are they the bands or the songs? No, no they're, they're f- the songs. So Jared, follow will yeah, is from. You've heard of the Kings of Leon? Yeah, Kings of Leon. So he's yeah. the he's the
3: bass player. Yeah. Kings of Leon. And yeah. I I just I like them. Per- so I answered his question. It didn't, uh, it didn't end there, Richard. You know who got involved with that? Tex Walker got involved. Well,
0: and then... So Tex Walker got involved. That's fine. Why did you then have to piggyback on Tex? So
3: why am I enough for getting involved but Tex well, isn't?
1: No, it? no, 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 no. But Tex is a lot younger than you, right? <laughs> and I expect Tex to... Respond to those sort of things, but he didn't at you at this. He didn't say, "Hey, Richo, these are mine." Then you thought, "Well, I've already had my go. Now that Tex is still playing and he's like a really famous player at the moment, I'm going to attach myself to that so I can be a little bit more famous." And people go, "Oh, Richo knows Tex." You understand what Twitter's all
3: about? It's about communicating. No, it's no. It's It's about grandstanding. grandstanding. (laughs) For you, it's grandstanding
1: and building
3: your profile. You know what? If if you think that's what I'm doing, TJ, I'll have a break for a few weeks. All right. Well, you. Said that
0: because oh, I take it more I, I, seriously now. Well, no, TK's because I've,
2: I'm not on Twitter. Right. Uh, we might get onto that a little later, but I'm not on Twitter, so I see stuff like that, and I just think that's why I'm not on Twitter. So do you think see, I'm my a puppy, my though? my understanding of your tactics there is, uh, <laughs> young Will or whatever his name yeah. is, hasn't replied to you the first time. Right. So now you'll have a second dip. Oh, you think I wanted him to respond? Absolutely. You have yeah.
3: had, you've had previous transgressions. Absolutely. Hey, this
2: is a... Don't you talk. You once tweeted Liam Gallagher. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 but I, I,
2: I, I, sorry, I've only done that once, and that was on Instagram where I've tried to get a nibble, right. and that was from the Teskey brothers. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah, and I got oh. nothing. <laughs> so you've done it as well.
0: Hey, but was Tex the only um, celebrity you responded to? Well, no, what? Ryan Fitzgerald
1: also joined in with, <laughs> hang on, sorry. <laughs> this is like, this is no. embarrassing
3: for no, you, no, mate. No, <laughs> d- d- no, just, no. Ryan Fitzgerald has tweeted. No, and but Richard he is. involved me in it. Look, great list, Richo, so that's all right. I yeah, can respond to that. Yeah, but put in Young
2: Follow Will as well. Oh, you your bikes all don't understand what, it. Mate. You don't
1: understand oh. it. Oh, I've
2: got Richo. You, just, you should have just started. <laughs> I reckon to what I'm going to see you, you on a do. reality show soon. Oh well, yeah, you never
3: know. Which hey. one would it be? Wouldn't be the Bachelor. The only sh- no, he's married. The only reality show that oh. I would do is the travel one. The Amazing Race. Oh, oh yeah, but well, it's Survivor. That's a good show. you would be all right in Survivor.
1: No, I wouldn't. No, nah, he'd not be voted for. off straight away. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen him in his camp we had in the jungle, <laughs> Kakoda. <laughs> no, not Kakoda. The other one, one is that one you mean, broke his ribs, or you broke his ribs? Tim Fleming's I'll ribs. I broke Tim Fleming's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Richo oh, was not right.
0: the only one in the room to infract. We're, we're swapping platforms: mm-hmm. Twitter to Instagram. Now, Brownie, you don't do anything for free. You look don't do anything for free. This. So just, here's yeah. a picture on Brandon on Instagram. It, admittedly, it does look a bit. Um, so he's wearing a shirt. Happy with my new purchase from at NPansons. That's Nazario and Sons. Z- yeah. and Sons. Could be my favorite
3: shirt label. Local family business in Fitzroy. Hashtag support. Local. What's wrong with that, huh? You're not. There's no. one thing I know about you, Nathan. There's no way known you're supporting local. You did that
1: no. because Correct. you wanted some friendship. Now, free that photo is oh okay, okay. two shirts. Oh, you So there's a young guy my... here, Daniel Parisi, who works oh. in the family business. His dad, Nazario, started the business back in 1977. The brothers have taken it over. Oh, and I
2: wanted to support it. So, so you've I've received nothing shirts. in the way of uh, gratitude if from me. Nothing's them. come nothing your way. Nothing has come your nothing way. at all. They added an extra shirt.
1: <laughs> in I bought so two how many shirts.
2: shirts have you had for nothing from them? Uh, just the one, Tony. No, oh, you no, 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 Because you said they've added one, yeah. which would mean that there have been others. Yeah. So, look, it's a great family business. No, well, what's the answer? How many shirts have you two. received? So you did receive something for it.
1: Yes, after the fact, though, Matthew. Ah, oh, see, that's just we, them. I bought it first, and that's them being can nice, talk appreciating. A this now so I understand did, the first one, but why have you done? Your, your... It's just a close-up of the buttons to show. It's the, a close-up of the, your oh, head. Oh. head that just, we're, we're, <laughs> sorry,
2: that's what makes these shirts unique. They've got buttons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just to show the details of the buttons. For those listening, to can
3: we go
2: back to the first
3: one? I just want to point out something Nathan does. See how, how he's looking at the camera and, and he smirk. He's dipped oh, down his right smirk. shoulder, and there's a smirk going off the way that at the footy club after training, every night there was a a mirror in between the lockers. Nathan used to walk up to the mirror, look at it, dip his right shoulder down, and then ruffle up his hair and look at himself. (laughs) Talk
0: us through, Brownie. I understand you're trying to support local. You're advertising a shirt. Why have you put a headshot on? You can see the top. No, he just the, the, he the of the detail. You're not listening to Showing yet.
1: the detail. Bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. Hey, well, I've I, also got one. I've also got a late awful. a late one in Instagram. And it's not something you posted, but it's something you're in. So this is from Jamie Elliott. And Jamie Elliott posted a photo of <laughs> TJ at the races. And here you are. back. <laughs> this is back in 2016. You what, and you're looking a bit this. slimmer there. You look like you're oh, well, hang on. stung how, how by bees at the it? moment. But this is 2016. Now, I'll tell you the. Effect you have on people. Jamie Elliott mm. tweeted this in 2016, right? Yeah. He did not tweet again until 2020. Is that that right? was his last <laughs> shot, and then he went on a four-year hiatus after you, were do on you there. Do you reckon <laughs> he went on the hiatus because
3: it was a mistake, or he just thought I can't top this? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, Rich, I know it's, all it's which, pretty, which, yeah, which way do you right. think? Yeah. <laughs> <I> TJ, <think> you <laughs> <it's> former. <laughs> did you? comment the on Brownie's the former and the yeah. latter.
0: Did you comment? Are you active on Instagram? Yeah. So much so that you decided to comment on, on Brownie's... Um,
2: are <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. well, they pyjamas? Like, I was only echoing what everyone else was asking. <laughs> and this is one of the other Hang shirts. Hang on, I've got six likes on that. That's, oh, that's that's yeah. It
1: went viral. It went viral. Any more than five's well. These are the shirts. This is a nice shirt. It's a nice feel. You said that... that it, it is a nice shirt, really but, nice.
0: but I just don't like you claiming that you support local like you do it for free. No, I'll, you I'll, don't do anything. I'll,
2: I'll, I don't want to be disparaging to the company and uh, to nice those involved. But to my eye... And Clearly, I'm not a, a fashion aficionado, but to no, my eye, a lovely cardigan. That a is, cardigan. No- <laughs> you've got a
1: cardigan on, mate. <laughs>
2: all right, I'll tell you where this is from, and I think you would change it Roger David, me. no Gasman, TK Maxx. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, well, because Harris' scarf was shut anyway. Um, uh, but that to me doesn't look any different to one that I could buy for ten dollars. <laughs> it's all in the quality, TJ. It's all in all the right, quality. up next, we're going deep dive into Tony's career. Oh, dear.
3: <clears throat> so, do you want to? we going through all of these, aren't we? This will be good.
2: <coughs> I can't see him
0: Now, it'd be wrong not to just spend a nice just 20 minutes yep. really digging. They've heard enough of us. We, we tell the same stories and the same homotheticals yep. every week. But we've got a guest, and we're just going to go for a deep dive, Brownie. Mm. So we've got a list of um, sort of talking points. I don't know how many have been ticked off, how many you made up yourself. But we'll go around the room and just uh, and find out a little bit more, man, the man that was just adored at La Trobe Union. I'm going to go first, Tony. How has the sports media landscape has changed since 1986?
1: <laughs> what have you done there?
2: Okay, we can what rule do- you out of the market for Peter Hitchin's job. Um, That's one less you've got to contend with. Yeah, uh, <laughs> only about a thousand to go. But um, what was the question again? Uh,
0: how has the sports media landscape has changed since 1986?
2: Oh, well, I've, I've changed heaps. I remember when when I started, that uh, all the clubs would actually train probably five o'clock in the afternoon. And I think it was Balmy in the early 90s that brought Melbourne into a mid-morning training session. It was like, how good is this? Uh, You weren't so rushed to actually get it to air. Um, So there's that. But also, uh, you know, say in Essendon's case, if I wanted to do an interview with Mark Harvey... I would just ring Mark Harvey at his workplace, which mm. was he was selling mobile phones when they first came out. Um, I wouldn't have to go through the club or anything yeah. like that. When did the so, media managers start during Um oh, I would have to be. I remember it all changed. I, I reckon the first inkling of it changing was when I wanted to do an interview with Chris Mew from yep. Hawthorne. I mean, he was a carpenter. I'm pretty sure he was a carpenter. He was, yeah. And I actually had to ring John Hook, right? Yep. And after. Hookie had told me where to go several times. Uh, he said, hey, "You got to swing by and pick up a polo shirt because he couldn't just do it in, yeah, in, right. in his yeah. cities." So I thought, "And oh, things are changing." I can't remember when the media managers first came. I reckon in. it was mid nineties, yeah. around the time of Barman. But it's just, training. it's just got to the point now. And most of them are really, really good. But there's some there that just really think the club is theirs, right? And they're just brick walls. Right. Who's the toughest club to deal with? Well, if if I say that, then it's going to be a oh, tougher, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Um. Uh. I would say Hawthorne. Yeah, right. oh. Hawthorne. Um, the family club. I would yeah. say, I would say uh, had you asked me six months ago, Carlton. But Carlton have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. They've right. been really, really good. They've got a good meeting department. But I find Hawthorne um, just are so insular and Who just so... Who are the easiest? North Melbourne are pretty good. North Melbourne's yeah. fantastic. Melbourne's really good. The because West like they to sell the right? club a bit more? North? No, they just get it. They get it. They get it. They had a guy there who's leaving, unfortunately, Heath O'Loughlin. Mm. Um yeah, he NBL, that's right. Uh, who just gets it? Right.
1: Hey, you've covered so many sporting events around the globe: Wimbledon, um, the Ashes. You mm-hmm. did. Uh, you went to Korea with the? Was it the South the, Korea? The, the the Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics, yeah. South Korea. And you ate a
2: lot of fried chicken over there as well. I came back about about <laughs> fifteen kilos heavier. Well, you have got to remember, with the Winter Olympics, we don't win. Yeah. So it's not a lot to do. Yeah, what's um, been the best one? Uh, South Korea was pretty good. Mm. Um, South Korea, because we're up at this little place called um, um, Bokwang. Uh, Bokwang, Bokwan, Bokwan. And... Uh, they had several events up there, which were the ones that we were involved in more so, but it was only a little, little village, like a tiny little village. So anyone that wanted to go there would bus up there and then bus yeah, back again. Yeah. So we basically had the town to ourselves. Well, it wasn't a town. There was only two pubs, the beer and chicken place yeah. and, um, <laughs> and a Chinese restaurant. It was just, it was great. And we were there yeah. for about three and a half weeks. Um, Whistler was pretty good too. for yeah, it was Olympics. good.
3: Yeah, that's a great spot. TJ, you've seen so many footy stories over the years. Mm. What's, what's the most
2: memorable footy? Story you can remember. Um, I think outside of deaths, and I say that in all honesty because uh, it's very sad when yeah. you actually see off people. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Steins was obviously you know really bad. Um, Lou Richards was a tough one you know personally. Um, and when I always seem to do the obits, yeah. which is never a chore. In fact, it's an honour because you get to celebrate a footballer's mm. yeah. career and a footballer's life. A so person really like your idol at Channel Nine coming through the ranks, mentor. Mentor, mm. yeah. Yeah, mentor, uh, without doubt. I mean, Lou used to – there's things that Lou used to say to me when I was – because I was only in my early 20s, mid-20s, and he used to say to me, listen, listen, kid, there's only two things free in life, fresh air and civility. And I say, I get stuff, Lou. Anyway, and uh, I think about it now and I think, That's just, I see what he means now. You know, and why, use, why use vinegar when you can use honey? You know, I think, okay, I get that now. And he used to always tell me one, never miss a slice off a cut loaf. I never quite understood yeah. that one, but yeah. the older I get, the more I understand what yeah. he means. <laughs> What are you laughing for? No, I'm just
1: laughing. I like the stories.
2: Yeah. Um, so Lou was Lou was a mentor and it was it was really sad when he went, obviously. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the bigger story, the Melbourne Hawthorne merger. Right. That was oh, massive. That was huge. Did you listen to the
0: podcast that got done about the merger recently? I, yeah. I started
2: to, but I, I the, the guy
0: team. doing it didn't have the right footy vernacular
2: yeah right, which annoyed me a were well, there
0: bit three blokes that. doing that
2: yep. yeah and they did years yeah, yeah. yeah. that was yeah. huge though wasn't it mate it yeah. was massive and I was at the Dallas Brooks Hall um, where Melbourne was and <coughs> the emotion that night was mm. quite phenomenal Ian Ridley was the president he was up on stage and uh, and then over at Camberwell Civic Centre was where Hawthorne did their thing and I think Don Scott ripped yeah. the jumper yep. in that's half right. and we voted no and Melbourne voted yes that's to right vote. that's right yeah Goodnick and Brian Dixon actually uh, uh, got that over the line that vote but Hawthorne didn't but I've still got my draw somewhere um the the merged club song yeah oh yeah which I'm glad never saw the light of day but it was um yeah I I think that proved then and there there'll never ever ever be a merger merger. outside of footy
0: of course you speak that one day if hitch retires you're probably the man for the job so you've done a lot Hang on, I, I didn't say that well I like to I like to paraphrase in this show um Outside of footy, like what are some of the... You've obviously covered, you know, travelled the world covering shows outside of sport. Mm. What are the sort of
2: bigger ones you've done? Uh, What's that? Like stories outside of football. Oh, uh, well, uh, a couple of... Well, I think um, uh, 94 was when uh, apartheid had been dismantled in South Africa and also Mandela had been released from jail and uh, went over there and covered Australia's cricket tour, uh, which was quite phenomenal because at the time, South Africa was going through this whole you know, reinvention of itself, yeah. you know, the, uh, the the oppression that was apartheid sort of been, you know, sort of Would have been a pretty volatile environment. Well, yeah. it was. I remember this one time um, in Durban when the Australians were playing a, a, a test match there and the, the team bus stayed idling for the whole day right at the base yeah, of the really? stairs from the oh. chains rooms because there was a, a huge um, uh, demonstration yeah. through the city of Durban that particular time. But uh, I remember... Going and this, you know, was probably one of my fondest recollections in terms of interviews. Was uh, interviewing Mandela in his office. Oh wow! And uh, that was Can't pretty get any special. Than that. No, it was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty good. I remember going up to the the office and these huge, huge uh, doors, these wooden doors, and outside the doors was this massive statue of like a, a black slave with chains around the legs and all that type of thing, and then. Quite literally, the doors opened up, and there he was standing there. He'd go, hello, hello. Anyway, so I said, hey, Nels. And um, um, so, no, there was a bad. DJ from Australia. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's anyway, uh, yeah, so it was, it, was, it was good. And I yeah. asked him about, you know, greening up the wickets to counter warning and all that <laughs> sort of thing. He didn't know what I was talking about, and I didn't know what I was talking about either, but we got a laugh. Have you ever felt for your safety in any uh, overseas jawn and any stories? Um, yes, I think, uh, maybe on that South yeah. Africa one, actually, when, uh, myself and the cameraman were in a taxi, we're in the back of a taxi and we're working out what we are uh, we actually going to do the Mandela interview and, uh, as you say, pretty volatile and we're in the back of this taxi and we're talking about what we're going to do for the day. And I said, I kid you not, this is what happened. I said, um, all right, so what we'll do is, um, the Aussies are training, then we'll go and shoot Mandela. And uh, this guy nearly ran off the oh, road no. thinking he was going yeah, to be yeah. part of some conspiracy assassination or something like that. And I said, no, shoot with the camera. You know, that's all I <laughs> okay. um, so that was uh, – but, no, with uh, my safety, no, I don't I, I don't think so. I don't think so. What about – you've seen a lot of
3: coaches come and go. You've done a lot of presses with mm. angry coaches. Mm. They get agitated. Have you ever – Is there ever been a day where you've thought, geez, I'm a bit scared of this guy?
2: Yeah, there was uh, – when – when Wayne Carey left North Melbourne and they had this massive media conference yeah, where they installed that. Anthony Stevens yeah. as captain yeah. and uh, he was sitting alongside Dennis Pagan and um, I was peppering questions and then I just heard this voice behind me just say, um, back off. And I was like, sorry? Anyway, it was Geoff Walsh who was the footy manager oh, at the time. Right. And uh, then I think after that, Dennis Pagan came out and he's just gone, you can spell, son. Um, which was obviously, you know, don't come back here yeah, for a yeah, while. They you. Yeah, so about two weeks went past and I thought, hang on a minute, you can't ban me. So I remember they were training at Etihad Stadium and I was standing on the oval and Pagan walked out with, you know, Tony Ellishaw yeah. was always running behind him and all those guys and uh, Pagan didn't look at me and he just uh, walked past and he's going, got your confidence back, son? Oh. <laughs> I said, I never lost it, Dennis.
1: There's always been some... Uh the moments that you'd like to forget um, mm. and we've been banned from playing the Bec Judd Vision, obviously, on the Sunday TV show. Oh, and here, I would suggest. Yeah, we're, not play, we're not going to play it here. But there's also the Naomi Osaka interview and I must admit, I was sitting at home in bed reading a book, trying to watch a bit of the tennis um, and then that interview came on. Um, it was one of the great interviews. Where did the interview come on? Uh, it was uh, just on TV, was and then box. I had uh, a few people tweeting me and texting me yeah. about the interview. I don't. Yeah. I
3: haven't seen this. What happened? No.
1: Well, TJ asked nothing, her. Nothing <laughs> happened, Richard. <her> tro- that's the <laughs> like whole. How heavy the trophy was, and how she carried it all the way up to the desk.
2: It just didn't land that well with her, did it? No. Well, let me let me just set the record straight there, Nathan. Um, and I, I get I get she didn't give him much. <laughs> what? No. And I, and I, I think I think. Time has actually played out that Naomi Osaka is not a great media performer. Yep, we know now true, she yeah. knows that now. So, she doesn't even want to do um, it, does she? But I remember, uh, there were, I won't say, there were a couple of commentators, tennis people, who were on the desk and, uh, well, Jim Currier and, and uh, um, Sam Smith. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Love them both. They obviously knew. Right, they obviously knew this was going to be tough, so Jim Courier was like, Hey, it's EJ, you just run with this man, you know. And I said, Oh, no, that's fine, I'll just ask the first couple and then you go for it. Anyway, so after the first couple, just getting nothing, yeah. And uh, and I tried a number of things, like, Oh, geez, the trophy looked heavy, and it is a heavy trophy. Mind you, (laughs) the next night, Novak Djokovic got a security guard to bring his up, yeah,
3: heavy, so it was
2: heavy, heavy, very, very heavy. Anyway, so um, I've looked over at them and they've just sort of given it the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like uh, so uh, your parents your grandparents uh japan you know and just got
1: uh, anyway i'm just like sort of what are you uh, gonna buy with right? all your prize money
2: <laughs> yeah well.
3: there's nothing worse though than when you're interviewing someone and they, and they, just, give, they give you one word answers uh, it? it's sort of off-putting
2: yeah well, yeah i do recall some of the ones with you richard but anyway, <laughs> um so anyway i one of the producers texted me later and uh or well, not long later and he just said uh whatever you do stay off twitter anyway and uh, of course that's red rag to a bull yeah, so yes. I, I was on twitter and i looked at it and i thought oh my god you know <laughs> there were names there being you know sort of banding around i'd never heard of before bit of uh, bit of instant feedback bit of instant feedback not a lot of it constructive yeah. anyway so uh, i stayed off it and then the next day my wife and i went down to mornington and my boss rang, and uh, I thought, oh, "Thank God, you know, it was a, a phone call of support." And all he did was, "How's things in witness protection?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, good. And then I got another text saying, "You realise you're trending number one nationally," and I just said, "Oh, that's it for me. I'm that's done it. on Twitter. Done. I'm done. It's, not on, a bad it's just idea. a cesspit."
0: How, how do you deal with those? You know, those controversies that come up it's obviously a bit different to the Beck Jad
2: one, which is more, you know, tongue in cheek. But those ones well, did they it, rattle it you? wasn't. The Judd one got very nasty.
0: Mm. Do you they know, does it d- rattle you though so like yeah. over those Or or you've been doing it long enough that you don't understand that it's it only like, rattles it only
2: rattles you when uh, you've got doubt as to whether what you did was the right thing or not. Right. Mm. And if you've got if you've got you know, like if you say something and uh, you know, you work with live stuff all the time, you guys, you know, um, you can't take it back. Mm. You know, and many a person has sort of fallen victim of that. Um, so if you've said something, and I, um, there's something recently that happened, and I can't quite recall what it was, and I just thought, oh, "Geez, I wish it was this time next week because mm. it would have blown over and mm. uh, you now the pile-on would have been someone else. Mm. So, yeah, not great.
0: What about away from it all? You say are you, are you got
2: a beach house? It sounds like you've got a beach house. You're always down the beach. Well, we've got a place down oh. the beach. No, it's fair. <laughs> beach <Yeah>. house. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it sounds a bit hoity-toity but when which, you say that. Which side of the coast? Uh, Run. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. make
1: pens, don't you? That's your passion, you make pens.
2: Well, no, I've got a, I've got a number of passions, um, oh. but I do make pens. What, what like? Uh, p- pens, there's no other pens way. Pens. No, I understand, but like plastic, what, what do you mean? No, you, you can make them a- out of wood. Oh, yeah. uh, You can oh, make them out pen. of um, uh, like a resin, a hard resin. Um, yeah, and some of them are you know, quite So nice. that's how you get away oh, from really? things. Yeah. yeah, and I like to dabble with uh, woodwork and yeah. make things oh. and what have you. And do sure. you make a four-coloured pen? Uh, no. We You should. No,
3: well, okay, I'll give it a go. Well, well, I'll give it a go. Before we move on, Ham, do you do you follow Collingwood? You're a Collingwood supporter, or yeah. A, who's going to coach Collingwood?
2: Well, any oh, inkling? I
3: well, it's it's a lottery, isn't it? Yeah. As to who's going to make a good so, coach. do you think it will be a new
2: coach like a Sam Mitchell or or someone who's
3: been tried like a? Ross
2: well, I, I worry if it's Alistair Clarkson because if Alistair Clarkson's responsible for the media ethos at Hawthorne, <laughs> we're all in the shit um, at Collingwood. Um, Sam Mitchell, untried. Yeah. Um, everyone, a lot of people talk about Adam Uze. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... No, it, one from it, the Clarkson
0: it, coaching factory.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I worry about Robert Harvey in the sense that I'd love to see him get the job. Well, he's got a chance now, hasn't well, he? Well, I don't think any caretaker coach has got a chance now, given what we've seen yeah. you right. know, in recent yeah, times. Fair enough. Ross the Man. All right. is the finish.
1: You'll like this, DJ.
0: Just before we dive into hypotheticals, mm. which is just hypotheticals, but we put Hummer in front of the high Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Can you give us one line on your footy show co-host? Describe them.
2: In a sentence. Right. Billy. Bogan. That's right. Damo. Boring. <laughs> Matthew. I. Lloydie. Hmm. Matthew, hi yeah, I. Yeah. I um, me, me, I, me. As in, oh. I. <laughs> I did this. I did that. I remember when I did this. I've got, Brown,
3: just sorry before you move on. I revealed that Lloydy may dye his hair on this show a few months ago. Do you think he does? It's very black. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's very black. There's a lot of sculpturing going on there, sculpturing. <laughs> um, Nathan, annoying. <laughs> uh, Kane, interesting. All oh. right. Mm. Well, because a lot of people I, I get more questions about Nathan and Kane than I do anything for so do people As a long time journo, and you've mm. been known to have a crack at things
3: and mm. say so what you think yeah we well, catch what Kane does you've got to admire that he he does that
2: yeah I know but you've got to you've got to uh and well, nothing I haven't told mm. Kane is that you got to be uh, a bit positive sometimes right. as well right you know you can't just sort of go bang 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 mm. bang bang the whole time because it, yeah. it, it's you know it's got a, a limited time right. span yeah do you agree with that? I think so.
1: He's very positive when he posts about his dad and his brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Studley, that,
3: what do
1: they call him? Studley, <laughs> Studley. That's, That's his middle name, name. His middle name. His Graham name. Studley Corns. Yeah. Really? I yeah. Did. Yeah. There yeah. You go.
0: All right. Hypotheticals. Now, the first one we've already done, but it's a favourite. I'm going to give it yeah, just a to right Tony. On. So Tony, mm. I'm going to give you ten million dollars. Yes. But if you accept the ten million dollars, I'm going to release a snail. Now, if this snail, this snail, its only intention in life is to kill you. If it touches you, you die. Right. right. But it can only go at a snail's pace. Yes. And you can't kill the snail. So you just have to know that this snail always knows where you are. And if it touches you, it kills you. Mm. But you can obviously, you know, it's very easy to outrun a snail. You could just keep moving between Perth and Melbourne every two years. Right. And the snail would never catch you. Right. Think, would you take stage, the 10 million 10 million
1: dollars is going to do uh, Australia's Most Wanted on this guy. <laughs> So get, get to the point.
0: Well, I have. And would you're take, wondering would why you take,
1: Rowan take, Connolly blocked you.
0: Would, t- <laughs>
2: <laughs> would you take the $10 million for me to release this snail? I would I would say no because you would be forever, every waking minute of your life, looking over your shoulder and down on the ground to see yeah. if this bloody snail's coming. And in you, how do you sleep at night? Snail <coughs> <No, coughs>
1: no, can get in your house, though. No, it can. Really, it, can, it, can. Yeah. it can do
2: all that. It can do all that. But no, but if you you could... Live in Melbourne
0: and live in Perth. Yeah. It's gonna take a snail two years to get across the ball and just Well, well hit a longer. hitch a,
2: a B double, you know? It could uh, yeah. hitch a ride with anyone. Oh, that's you know? true. So I would say no.
0: Yeah, I didn't think of the hitching the ride thing.
3: <laughs> yeah. You
2: that's interesting. Well none
0: of, none of you guys suggested that last time. All right. Um you you're stuck in an elevator. Who would you prefer to be stuck with? A person that has just got really petty complaints and doesn't shut up a person who stinks like hell mm. or a person with two misbehaving children
2: I'd probably uh, I'd probably go the misbehaving children I'd go the I'd go the complaints because I'd just switch off and but the
3: kids and the smell of no. <laughs> no, I mean, talk going to the kids it. around
1: yeah yeah I've got kids so I know what it's like so I'm happy to go to the kids the kids all right. 10 showers, so you can, you've can
0: you got a choice. You can either have 10 showers a day. Yep. And you have to have 10, or only one shower a week. I'd go 10 a day without doubt. No, but well, they've, they've, got to be, they've got to be half an hour apart, though. So, like, your life is, you know, you, you have to have 10 showers in a day. They can only be half an hour apart. It's not much of a quality of life.
3: No, you'd have friends. No, I'm not. I'm one a week. I'm not doing that. Yeah.
0: I'm one a week. Well, yeah, one a week. Okay, Okay, but do the maths, tone. How, how are you, are you going to do ten? T- yeah.
2: Well, I'd rather that than you sleep. Go, you sleep for eight hours, so you've only got. Well, I don't sleep for eight hours. I mean, I don't. I don't need eight hours. How sleep. long do you have to be in the shower for? Three minutes. minutes. No, three, three minutes. minutes. You're making That's this
0: fine. up. No, I've ridden three <laughs> minutes. I've ridden three. No, minutes I'm one showers. a week. I
1: don't mind. Not
2: to mention they're a half hour apart to start with. Yeah, I did forget that. But, but anyway, so I love. I have the music blaring. Right, yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. I have the, the none of the stuff you listen to, but yeah. I have the music blaring, and uh, and I just have it cranked up really, really hot. I love showers. Really? Mm. Would you prefer a shower then, just
0: to digress? A shower that's always too hot, or a shower that's always too cold? Too hot. Too hot, probably for you. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do us. I've, I've, the there's, a, there's a couple more, but I didn't I'm, put a lot of work in.
3: I'm gun shy.
1: Uh, um, a few questions come through on Twitter during yeah, the week yes. when we said that yes. uh, we had yes. Tony Jones on. Yep. How much, when you got your teeth reconstructed, there, didn't he? Mm-hmm. how much did it cost? How much did it cost? The dental bill. Actually, it wasn't bad. It was a 1000 bucks a tooth. Do you remember the
3: Danny Frawley interview when he called you chompers the first time? Jeez, that was funny.
2: Oh. You know, Danny was obsessed with it. He was. Danny was obsessed with it. The, the thing about- I was, No one loved him more than Danny. Oh, God. Danny Danny told me in no uncertain terms um, after he'd finished with Richmond. Yeah. He hated my game. He said, he said, mate, I used to sit in my office and see all your journos gather, and I used to look at you and I think, I just want to put your head through that brick oh, wall. Anyway, <laughs> and I think, charming. And, um, and then the first night, the first night that Channel 9 had the football, yeah, it was yeah. Richmond versus Essendon, I think, yeah. MCG Friday night. Anyway, so I went over to the Richmond huddle and Danny was just going ballistic and I heard him say, I've got three words to describe that quarter, gutless, useless and spineless. Anyway, I thought, oh, that's pretty good. So I've (laughs) gone back over the boundary line. He's going, oh, let's go down the boundary now, Tony Jones. And I said, three words to describe that quarter, Ed, from Danny Frawley, gutless, useless and spineless. Anyway, so I thought, I wonder if you're supposed to do that or just make it up. Anyway, I thought, we'll go with it now. Next morning, Frawley phones. Oh, my God. I had the kids in the car. I said, mate, I said, just to let you know, I've got the kids. Didn't worry Danny. (laughs) He absolutely went for it. And, of course, when he finished at Richmond... He joined the Sunday footy show and I thought, this is going to be awkward. And he's just pulled me aside and he's gone, mate, just let you know, everything's good, all good, all good, no worries at all. Back
1: in the day, Sunday footy show, early days, you had obviously him, BT, you also had Duck, Wayne Carey was on there. And at one point you feared for your life because you thought that Duck actually
2: was going to have a go at you. Mate, let me tell you this. I have to take a pill to calm me down. Um, yeah. uh, I remember this and you would asked me about whether I feared yeah. for my yeah. life. I think this would have been. I'd said something that uh, Duck had deemed disparaging on the show a couple of weeks earlier, which was all theatre. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the next Sunday he rolled into work and we sit around the big table and all the rest of it. And he goes, um, Bill, how are you? BT, Mark Bickley, was that Bix? And then he's looked at me and he goes, how are you? And I said, yeah, I'm not bad. And he goes, um, you and I are going to have a little talk after oh, this show. Oh, oh. And I said, yeah. "And I, I, my son always came in. He was yeah. only about nine at the time. And uh, I said, we're what? And he said, you and I, we're going to have a little talk after this show. And I said, I don't care. You can talk whatever you like. And he said, yeah, we are. And I thought, oh, God. Anyway. And, um, I think so you're putting up a brave face. So yeah, Billy, Billy and Danny were kicking me under the table, right? <laughs> Danny would love that. Oh, my you? God. Anyway, so I'm, I'm trying to be brave and not sort of like my voice quiver when we're doing the meeting. Anyway, so he kept on looking at me and he's just doing this one and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> oh, <geez>. Anyway, so <laughs> after the meeting, walking through the props bay to go to the dressing rooms to get changed and I hear this and my son's with me and I hear this, hey, and I turn around it's him. I thought, oh, shit. Anyway, he goes, you serious? And I said, what? And he said, are you serious? And I said, are you serious? And he said, I'm asking you the question, are you serious or not? <laughs> anyway, I like said. Like chat? no. And he goes, oh, either am I. And I ran up and I hugged him and I said, oh, thanks, mate. And he goes, bloody idiot. Anyway, so he's giving me a whack. And uh, he walked off and I said to my son, just let that be a lesson. Don't ever be intimidated by blokes
1: who think they're bigger and better
2: than you. And he said, and I quote, you were shitting yourself, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very that's good. fantastic. All right, that's going to do TJ. us. Hey,
0: if you are listening, I had some data come through. For about 20 minutes I had some data come through. We've got a lot of people listening that aren't subscribing. So if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, hit that subscribe button. If you're having a punt on the weekend, good luck. Gamble responsibly. Tony, thank you. Thanks, thank you, Tony. TJ. No,
2: thank you.